Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, guys. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash musicalswithcheese and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash musicalswithcheese. Also, we'd like to thank our patrons on Patreon, such as John Donna, Stephanie L., and Terry Needleman. They are financially providing for us on patreon.com slash musicalswithcheese. And for that, they are getting a few extra special features that aren't available to the public. You can support us on Patreon as well, but it is not required. All right, let's get on to the real show. I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. And today we've got a super special guest. Oh my I'm goodness, bl- the guest is so special every time, Please, Jess. please do not build me up too much. <laughs> Drum roll, please! <laughs> um, it is actor, comedian, performer, artist, Joey Richter of Starkid and many other wonderful things. TV superhero. Um... <laughs> Well, super villain. Oh, even better. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, Joey, what are you doing here, and why did you slip down to our level to join our podcast? <laughs> Guys, because uh, no one will give me a job. No, um, <laughs> because it's fun to talk about. It's it's fun to talk about musicals. It's fun to talk about um, things coming up, and 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 musical theater. And musical theater has definitely defined a lot of my life even though i didn't think it was going to you know what i mean um so that's kind of exciting in a way uh to you know to always pay be be reverent towards the great musical theater god that gifted me so many opportunities uh even when i didn't even study it at school you don't have to study something to be an expert just ask me (laughs) what are you an expert in that you didn't study Pretty much everything. Oh, okay, okay. I've never studied. (laughs) It's not even about an expert as much as you know. There are there are a bunch of there are a bunch of people at at at, that I went to school with who are so so unbelievably talented and incredibly, um, um, like, um, what am I trying to say? People who just went, who grew up and went, I'm doing musical theater. Musical theater's my life. And I went, cool. And I like kind of stumbled into doing musicals in high school. I always wanted to be an actor. I always wanted to be a performer. But I stumbled into kind of musical theater in high school just because that's also what like every high school does, you know, is musicals. And then when this kind of, when the Star Kid stuff came around at University of Michigan, um, you know, it we, we definitely were populated with several very key, amazing musical theater majors from, uh, from the university, but, uh, and then a lot of people who just can sing and have talents in musical theater, but you know, no one who, not a lot of predominant people who were studying musical theater. And so sometimes I get self-conscious just cause I go, uh Oh, are all the musical theater are all like actual musical theater people? Do they think we're hacks? Um, which the maybe they yes. do. Which maybe they do, and that's okay. Honestly, more people like hacks than they do uh, talent, talented people because talented people are full of themselves. Well, uh, that no makes like me that. 
So are you inherently saying we're not talented? Exactly. Wow. What the Thank fuck you. are you? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking around. I, I actually really like your stuff. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I I do appreciate it. Joey, what are some of your favorite musicals? Because you said that you grew up in musical theater, but it wasn't like your avocation. I'm always interested in people that have like the tertiary knowledge of musical theater and what their favorites are. I, I you know, it's like I as when growing up, I, I probably had the the classic young kid getting taken by his parents to go see Phantom of the Opera love, you know, obviously like, go, oh, this is a great show. This is there's a reason this has been running since it opened. Some shows that definitely continue to be huge favorites of mine are um, Wild Party, the Andrew Lippa version. I think it's a very good show. I think it's really cool. And I've seen, I, that was also just another one of those shows that I saw a bunch of people do. And, uh, and in, in like the community college near me and went, Oh my God, what an amazing show. Um, cause I was also in high school and was like, cool sex drugs and people singing really well. Um, what else do I, I really, I've like got a real soft spot for Jekyll and Hyde same same yeah i love that show i think it's, it's I think not it's like, good but i love it the it's, hasselhoff it's not, version or ooh, definitely not the hasselhoff version definitely the like the workshop version that you can get they they still like have albums of that are like i think it's two albums worth of music that so many of the songs were cut for the eventual broadway version that they ended up taping for hasselhoff and you're like oh this is bad do they, do they label those albums like on the cover? It says "No David Hasselhoff" or something like that. I think that's probably the strongest pitch they can they can they can give for selling that album. But hundred um, percent Hasselhoff free. So how did enough. we get onto the musical you picked today? Why did you pick today's musical? Well, and what did you pick? He picked it because of the title. The reason I picked the musical we're going to be talking about today is because this was a show we did in high school, and it was. It was the show I did. See, it was like the first show of my senior year of high school. Just I, I definitely like some of the best memories I've ever had of doing a show um, outside of Starkid shows are is like doing this show. And what is the title of this show? The show is called You're in Town. This is When I did this show, I played Officer Lockstuck, who, oh. like, starts the show. So I just had the best time. Because Officer Lockstock is kind of like this narrator part. I had a great cop uniform. I get to talk to the audience. Someone let me and the guy playing Officer Barrel, like, dick around a shit ton during the Act 1 finale. So we came up with our whole little bit. I just just had a great time. It was like... And it was the show, it was one of those shows where like all of my good friends were in it, and everyone was in like the perfect role they needed to play. It was great. It was like a it was a blast. Mm-hmm. So let me go into a little bit of history about Your yes. Town real quick. All right, Your Town, the musical, is a satirical comedy uh, that premiered in two thousand one with music by Mark Holman and lyrics by Holman and Greg Cotis. Mm-hmm. It satirizes the legal system, capitalism, social irresponsibility, populism, bureaucracy, cor- corporate mismanagement, and municipal uh, municipal <laughs> politics. The show also parodies musicals such as the Thropony Opera, the Cradle Will Rock, Les Miserables, and pretty much the Broadway musical form itself. But pretty fun, interesting- right? It is, but to bring down like the mood a little bit, the musical opened just days after nine eleven. Oh, yay. I love talking about 9-11 on our musical show, Jess. <laughs> I know. But I think that damaged a lot of like people's opinions of it because it is a very critical of capitalism, critical of the government show. And I feel like that damaged a lot of how it was perceived at the time. I did not know that. I did not know that. Where you can't just ignore how funny it is, but it also, like, it is, as a New York Times review said at the time, it is impossible to ignore the solemnity of current events from which the show was not entirely a distraction. Not that you're in town lands with both feet on the subject of terrorists or references to the circumstances of the last 11 days, but it now seems to have been created with an inadvertent preciseness, nevertheless. So that kind of gave it a different tone when it premiered than it probably had as in like where it has found a life now, which is community theater, high school productions and all that. Totally. I feel really bad for whoever wrote that and wrote the show and then 
Well, you know what? The guys who wrote the guys who wrote the score and musical want a Tony for this show. So yes, you don't need yes, to feel too do. bad. <laughs> I feel terrible. But they haven't really done anything else. Is the thing like they could have made a... so much more money? Well, did the show? Do we know if the show um, did it like recoup? Probably not. Oh, it recouped like a good majority. It played for several years, but I feel like that like it was like ready at the start. Like everyone was talking about it. And then previews, it was getting raves, and then it just had that like roadblock right in front of it as they're running past the like starting line. Yeah, and that that is a tough that is a tough thing. Yeah, uh, that that's kind of the elephant in the room that I wanted to throw out there just because like this shows how like powerful this show is as a comedy that it was able to fight through those odds and still land on its feet more or less. I mean, that's a really like classic. That's a classic, uh, I think, story in Amy Poehler's autobiography where her first episode of SNL was was the week after 9-11. It's hard to be funny at that point. So, you know, so people, uh, yeah, I had to, we started an improv show, um, that we were, we were doing on alpha geek and sundries alpha. It was like a live streamed improv show last year. And and our first show was the day after Trump got elected. So, you know, it's like some, so it's like, I, I must have a lot of good material then. I no, it was all, it was sad. I am no stranger to doing comedy after a national tragedy. So, Andrew, I'm going to have you tell us the premise of You're in Town. Oh, um, well, there's a water shortage, so no one can use the restroom without paying. Um, mm-hmm. And if you pee on the street, they take it to You're in Town. <laughs> and Joey, what is You're in Town the Place, not You're in Town well, the Musical? <laughs> you're in Town the Place is a metaphorical place. It doesn't really... Um, exist i think it's more of a metaphor of you'll be sleeping with the fishes you know where it's like you're not going to be sleeping with the fishes they're just going to kill you it's kind of like a like a retirement home like they don't really exist it's just kind of people go there and they die Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) what the the fuck 100 (laughs) percent and that sounds like really dark and like but it is a hilarious comedy and it's the closest thing to little shop of horrors we've had since little shop of horrors oh yeah i mean the show is like the show is absolutely ridiculous it's like it's like a so melodramatic but also you know the whole thing is trying to be very much like a um yeah the fact that it has so many political like social economical political undertones is like um it's the the only way to do it and make it as funny as it is is to tell it through the lens of this like it's about piss it's all about piss and um and honestly the songs are the songs are amazing and it's uh it's it's also kind of fun because the show takes on a number of different genres like I have trouble thinking about, well, no, it's actually very easy to think of different songs from the show because everything just sounds so different. So you never get like nothing ever gets too lost in the middle of the show because, um, yeah, you just you you just get so many so many different genres of music Mm -hmm. and it is both parodying like like there are specific references to broadway shows like the act two opener is just fiddler on the roof like references Mm -hmm. we got fiddler on the roof we get some um we get uh oh my god what am i thinking of uh there's like some kind of um patter pitter patter numbers what am i is that how they're called sondheim yeah yeah like stuff like that the there's um there's just a lot more that feels very like old timey stuff, just kind of like music manny. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. There's some gospel, Run Freedom Run. God, that's such a good song. Um, yeah, uh, Snuff That Girl is very like West Side Story. Um, 
Oh, I'm looking up all these songs. These songs are so Don't Be the Bunny. Great. Just great songs. <laughs> and they're all tongue-in-cheek, and they don't take themselves seriously. So, But on top of that, like recently we did Something Rotten, and my biggest complaint with that is a lot of the lyrics just think, since we're a comedy, we don't have to take the lyrics very seriously. But this show takes the lyrics very seriously and is very specific in its choices. Like, the yeah. cop song specifically is like, oh my god, the lyrics, they're just coming at me and they're all great. Hell, it's a hard, cold tumble of a journey worthy of a gurney, a bumble down, a slapped face, smacked with a mace, certain to debase as I stumble down. It's a path that I lead you only one place, a rubble to retrace, a crumble down, a hard, cold tumble of a journey, jumble of a journey to urine town. Yeah, this, this show, I think... I saw Something Rotten, and I didn't mind Something Rotten. I thought it was like a pretty fun show, but it did... I, I know what you mean where it's like it was so aware of how funny it was, or that it was trying to be funny at least, you know? It's very like, look at us. We're doing a show about these guys who aren't Shakespeare, and that's funny. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty good. Um, but I, I, I feel like the more you... The more seriously you try to take your in town, the more successful it is. <laughs> Where you feel like there is tension in the troubles that they're having. And it's just the more serious the act. It's like airplane. Like when you got Leslie Nielsen, like saying everything's super serious, it's even funnier. Totally. You got um, you get like that. That um, what am I thinking? The, the like spoof kind of thing. And this is like not necessarily a direct spoof, but it definitely has. It definitely has aspects that... Uh, it definitely feels like a, a spoof of like a... Um, one of those like older sci-fi type movies, like a Soylent Oh, those kind of like um, that. like a Plan 9 from Outer Space kind of things? Uh, not quite that no. old. I, I was thinking like... Uh, definitely Soylent Green came to mind, where, where they have the big reveal, oh, Soylent Green is people. You're in town is not real. They just kill oh, people. Oh, I see. See, I see what you mean. <laughs> Yeah, we're but it's and it's uh, but it's like this weird post-apocalyptic thing. Honestly, yeah. this show would do great for a revival right now. Yes, yes. It I feel would. like this show is so due for an, a like a hardcore revival, even though it's not that old. I'm like, God, this show would kill right now because it's oh, it had a two 2015 off Broadway production. God, was that what was that was that good? No, I, probably not. <laughs> I think it was probably just fine. Like, but I feel like the show lives and breathes much like Little Shop of Horrors in the like um, high school, regional, college production. Totally, that's where the fun is had. Like, they revived Little Shop in two thousand three, and it just didn't quite have that spark that like a lot of like college totally. productions have. Totally. And you got to kind of have, I mean, I guess nowadays too, it's like a show has to have like that kind of hook, you know, like what is, why revive it at all? Um, and I mean, once on this Island, I don't know if you guys have talked about that or it's like doing that, doing that in the round. And like, it's like, there's like sand on stage. It's all like, everyone's telling that was like, I was so blown away by that production. I go, Oh yeah, this is like 100% warranted this this revival and then you think of like the deaf west doing spring awakening again and things like that where you're like oh yeah like i get it you're telling the story now in a way where you go oh it's about people who can't communicate well and how parents can't communicate with their kids so by introducing this aspect of sign language and some people not being literally being able to hear you go oh this makes sense whereas i don't know the only thing you could do with this is be like see it's like trump <laughs> oh, and that's how I feel about this upcoming Music Man revival with Hugh Jackman. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, Hugh I mean, Jackman? that to me. Yeah. yeah. He, and Sutton Foster, who is Hunter Foster's sister, who was the original Bobby Strong in the show. It's all tied together. It's folks. all tied together, you know? <laughs> Broadway's incestuous. It is. It's like the Keenan Bolger twin or mm -hmm. siblings mm -hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's gross. Let's not. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about siblings. Let's talk about pee. We're talking about pee here. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, if they did revive it about Trump, I mean, what we hear about his, like, experience with Russia, maybe he calls Russia urine town. Um, how about his experience with uh, ladies peeing on him? Yeah, that was that the joke. That too, you guys, you guys, this is... I wanted to be more direct with it. <laughs> guys, this is, this is the kind of material people are looking for. <laughs> this is it. It disturbs me, like, how great a premise this is, but I feel like it's not quite... It's too self-aware. I think it needs to pull it back a little bit. Like, if I had anything to complain about this show, is there's a little... There's, like, too, too many winks to the audience. True, but... Did you... When was the last time you saw a performance? Um, live, um, it has been, like, since college, which is about three or four years ago. Same. It's been a very long time since I've seen this show. Um, but I've rewatched a bootleg. Um, I'm sorry. I know that's bad, but I did no, okay. <laughs> like I earlier today. I would love to watch another show version, another version, another production of this very soon. And I wonder how much of it would hold up to me now. Um, because again, it's like, I wonder if I'm looking at this whole production and my memory of this is through rose colored glasses, probably a little bit. Um, it's probably, it is, I do think it's a show that's very contingent. It's success is contingent on like its performance and, and like the production. I don't think, you know, sometimes, I don't know, I guess that's the same with any musical, but you look at a show like, uh, just for argument's sake, cause it's easy Hamilton where you go, you don't need like star power to be to do Hamilton, you know, you just, it's so good. It's so, it's written so well. Everyone just has to do a good job for it to be like effective. Whereas this show, I do think it's written very well, but I think, I think the chemistry of the actors and kind of what, um, what can be mined from everyone's like personal investment in it is what can make the show good. Um, and I think, and I think if done poorly, that's when you get the kind of feeling of like, oh, is this, this is like super winky. And like, this is super tongue in cheek to an extent where I'm like, okay, get like, relax, you know? I think it's all, yeah, it is all about the performance with something with like this where it's really comedic. You have to have good timing and everything. Mm-hmm. It has to be well done. Uh, some actors just aren't able to do comedy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. And and the thing is, this show could potentially be good for actors like that because so depends much of it... Depends on what role they're in, yeah. Depends on what role, but it's like... But it needs to be played... Some of it can be played so honestly. Like, you think... You go, like, Little Sally and Lockstock have to be good comedians. Like, they have to be good comedians. So does Hope. And, like... um. So does Bobby, but like Cladwell doesn't need to be like a good comedian. Pennywise doesn't really need to be a good comedian. Um, they like, yeah, it's it's um, it's just such a fun, it's such a fun show. And promise, it's a shining ideal. How I reel when I look at the sky. Daily we make them pay their nickels, dimes. All right, so do you guys want to talk about the songs a little bit? About which songs like we really like felt like something to? Because sure, kind of like avoided that. So I'm curious. You played Lockstock, right, Joey? You betcha. You betcha. I I'm sure you kind of lean into like the too much exposition like songs or like the cop song is your favorite, but I don't want to mm-hmm. assume. I do love the cop song a lot. And I, I recently did something. We did a Kickstarter last year for something. And as a, as a tier we hit, we did, um, we like did everyone sing, like do it, do like a, like a karaoke of one of your favorite songs. And I was like, Oh, I haven't looked at your intent songs in a while. And I did the cop song and I was like, this song is so great, but I do love run freedom run. I think run freedom run is like one of, the best songs ever. Um, I love that song. Cause I think I love, I just love me a good gospel song. I think that song has some really good bits right in the middle. Whenever, when it suddenly becomes like an acapella song and Bobby's like directing the, the chorus of poor people. Um, 
What else is in this show? I think Privilege to Pee is like an astounding song just for Pennywise too because she has like such a crazy um, range in that song. Yeah, like Follow Your Heart is a great um, is a great uh, love song. And I do love the Act 1 finale. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, God, the Act 1 finale is so good. I I know that this is probably not anyone like in the world favorite, but like the one that always sticks in my mind is um, "Don't Be the Bunny." Don't be the bunny is a weird song. It's taken so seriously, and that's what makes it so fucking funny to me. Totally, it is like such a silly, ridiculous villain song, but it's like that's the thing. I go, I it's a, it is a really good song. It's just not one of those songs that I, you know, that someone goes like, Ooh, you know what? We got to pick up and like do a rendition of don't be the bunny. You know, you go, if you're in a class or a cabaret or something and someone goes, what are some songs from the show? You go, Ooh, any one of the other, like so many good songs, but you go, don't be the bunny might not be one of those songs, which is probably why I just don't, but I do think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And another song that like has that ru- fine line between like sincerity and cynicism and like jokey is um, "Follow Your Heart." Yeah, oh, I love that song too. Cause like hope is so- that's a great that's a great like take on the um, the classic like musical theater meet cute. Mm-hmm. love song you know it's like that's a great version because it is almost musically and lyrically and just where it falls in the show the perfect love song but the what they're you know kind of what they're talking about is very it's like super self-aware of itself and um you know hope's kind of like a funny weird character and oh i love that song too Andrew, what songs did you like? Andrew, did you did you listen to the whole score? Uh, yeah, I watched a. Uh, oh, you guys watched the bootleg. Uh, we were bad people. I I apologize. It's okay, we guys. Did the best we you could. Know, musical musical theater is expensive, and it's a sh- it's a damn shame. And if the like this one where it's not on stage and you gotta like search for like a production of it, it's really difficult. I like. Did the, you like it's a privilege to pee? Is very good. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually liked Look at the Sky, was I thought was a good song. Yeah. Um, that one's more serious, though, not as not as goofy, I guess. Did you like um, how the score was very pared down? There's not a very big band for this score. It, it feels very simple, which to me adds to, like, the the, the scrappiness of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes I, I guess it, it kind of adds to the feel of it, where it's kind of like yeah. this parody almost. Yeah, I, I just find it to be, and I apply this to movies, and I guess the same could be applied to musicals as well, but one of the most offensive things ever is something being forgettable to me. Well, yeah, I think there's nothing worse than being mediocre. There's nothing worse than being mediocre. And sometimes, like, sometimes you listen to scores, and you listen to scores from, from musicals. I, I'm trying to forget what, I feel like there was a show I recently saw, I don't remember what it was. But I got out and I went, I can't sing a single one. I could not hum a single one of those songs to you. And I just saw the show that was in the show. And to me, and and maybe it's, you know, maybe it's part of the fact that it is this kind of like pared down. You're just listening to, you know, the songs are so different and crazy and weird and eclectic. But um that is that is a strength of this show. I feel like I find it funny that Joey just is very much the producer from Merrily Roll Along. That just like there's not a tune you can hum, which is fair. It is a hundred percent fair. Like you're not coming out humming the scenery and all that. You're coming out like remembering what the songs are and the characters are, and. On my first watch of this, and I'm like, what feels off about this? Like, I'm enjoying myself. It's obviously very good, but it doesn't follow a musical theater structure at all. No, it's very weird. Because, you know, you're like the main character kind of dies like middle of act two. Right. It's not even like the end. Oh, totally. It's very strange. The first act, I feel like, does. And then act two, you're kind of like, what's going on? 
Well, the main character doesn't even have a proper I want song. It's like, okay, no. we start the song with Lockstock, then we go into You're in Town, then Privilege to Pee, and then I'm like, oh, where am I going? <laughs> totally. You don't even get, you honestly, like Bobby's first song song is Follow Your Heart with Hope. It's almost like Look at the Sky is kind of his want song. It happens very late in the show. Because though. the show is very much like, it's almost like this allegory in a weird way. You know, it's like with all the, with the, with the kind of like constant narrator talking about things and you go, I feel like in a weird way I'm watching an episode of The Twilight Zone in some, some weird sense of, of the word. Well, I think it's more of a parody of like movies. Like you have, in this one it's, he goes to the villains a lot at the beginning. Um, yeah. Uh, and then you don't even have like a real main character until later and he dies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's risky, man. It's a risky show. All right. Sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash schools with cheese and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash schools with cheese to get started today. Today, I am suggesting The Bedwetter, Stories of Courage, Redemption, and P by Sarah Silverman and narrated by Sarah Silverman. I don't see any connection to the musical. It's really, it, I, I just don't see it. <laughs> to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese for your free audiobook. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Let's get back to our show. Joey, I want yes. to hear more about your production of You're in Town and like the specific choices that were made there. Well, you know, we had a ladder, so I'll tell you that, Ooh. that is, um, it was pretty cool. You know, when you had a movable ladder in high school, you were cool. <laughs> um, I work in retail and we have a lot of movable ladders and I can tell you they are not cool. They're lame. But like those, um, those ones, <laughs> I'm talking about those ones that are like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. They're the, they're like, they, they have them at Costco and stuff, but like to have it on stage and be able to move someone around on stage what a, what a joy, you know? Um, but yeah, our production, what did we, it was, it was the fall of 2006. 
Um, yeah, I mean, we had it was like double decker. Like we had a uh, we had like two. We had like you know an up uh, a, a second level, which is always pretty fun. Especially again when you're in high school too, and you're like, what people can people can build in two levels to a stage and like it makes you it's just i'm just i'm again maybe i'm looking at this whole show with rose colored glasses but it was just it was everything you could want in like a high school production um all of our friends uh what else i mean i'm trying to think of what else there was in this there was there was a while where i really wanted to play bobby and so i think i was like really gunning for bobby and i thought i like did a great job in terms of um, in terms of uh, my audition. I thought I knew, I think we had to sing "Run Freedom Run" because we had to sing that last part of "Run Freedom Run" for the audition. Where I was like, "Run," uh, where it goes, "Run, run, freedom run," <laughs> and um, I think. My my friend Nick, who ended up getting, who ended up doing the role, and he was so good at it. He's like, he's like a legit rock musician guy, and he just could wail. And he he nailed it, and he was great as Bobby. And ultimately, I got to play Lockstock, which I was like, this is this was the role for me, anyways. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you got the you got the better end of that stick. I think <laughs> I got I the agree. better end of the stick. I think I agree. I agree. And um, it was. It it yeah it t- still to this day was one of the most fun um, times I've had on stage and and if that is that is a show too that I'm like God if like if Star Kid ever got in the business of like doing other shows I'm like guys this is a home run this would be a home run if we could do this show and I think people would be excellent in it. All right, Andrew, I've got a question for you. If you okay, could yes. play any role in this show, who would it be? I, I mean, I would play Lockstock. There's just no, like... <laughs> legit. Super legit. <laughs> I, thought, I honestly thought you would want to play Cladwell, considering everything I know about you. What? Well, like, oh, like the... Are you a capitalist? capitalist guy? <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't uh, play horrific parody versions of myself. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to play Cladwell. I love playing like the monopolistic asshole. Like, and he has like my favorite song about "Don't Be the Bunny." Don't be the bunny. Don't be the shoe. You don't get stepped on. The one who steps is you. You're stepping up. He's got your bunny song. You could sing your bunny song. I do like the bunny song. Yeah, no, I I would definitely play Lockstock. He's hilarious. I mean, yes, but also he kind of... I don't know. I mean... I feel like I just trip over my lines in the cop song. It's a drum journey. Don't need to go. Yeah, I would have just trip over it. Je- I don't Jess, do well with patter. You've already admitted you're not funny. Okay, you don't have to exaggerate <laughs> it. <laughs> you know. You know what's also um, is also fun is just if like to be like one of the like to like have a solid poor people chorus. You know, because there's so many fun, weird little like one liners that people have in that in that chorus that I'm like, and that was one of the benefits that we had in when we did our production where it was just like, because usually that, you know, especially in high school, I feel like people are, you people get weird about, oh, I didn't get the lead or I don't have enough lines or some crap like that. It's like, that's such a high school way of thinking about being a performer that often more often than not feeds into how people are in real life um, or as adults. But, um, but our, our like poor chorus in that show was like, just so everyone was just so game to be there. And you could tell like everyone was having a ball at rehearsal and like loving being a part of these numbers and doing weird bits and like crafting their character and covering themselves in dirt every night for like whatever we did. And it was just, so that that that's I mean if you're with if you're with a solid ensemble you can be you can you can have a blast there too. I 
I, that always bothered me. I, I was always in the ensemble by choice just because I love it and you're on stage more and you're doing more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, m- most of the leads, like, or at least the secondary leads, they're off stage most of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That bothers me so much. Now, if they aren't allowed to pee in the street, why don't they just pee in a bottle or something at their house? You well, can't do that. Cause... Sally said so. It's because the cops, you know, remember? Um, well, who's going to find it's... it if you drink it? It's in the cop song. <laughs> he says, what does he say? He goes. Are you going to sing it? Please sing it for us. I, I don't know if I'll sing it, but he goes, hold on. Okay, so there's like the Julie Cassidy went to a field behind a tree, saw there was no one who could see her pee but me. And that's like, you know, when, <laughs> then, so they catch her. Jacob Rosenblum thought he was safe up in his room, didn't know the jars he kept up there would obligate a trip to a urine tomb. So it's like it's, it's, it's clear as day. They'll just find you. The mistake is they didn't drink it. That is a mistake. But, you know, I think you're... You drink the pee, there's no evidence. I think you're asking too much of these people. It's free and it tastes good. (laughs) It's free and it tastes good. I mean, it's the general conceit of the show. You have to suspend your, like, disbelief. They even say it like, don't think too hard about this. Yeah, exactly. They're like, just, just, just enjoy this, this allegory that we're telling you right now. Alright, so if we're all in urine town, how would we, like, would we be the rebellions or would we be the ones just saving up our pennies? I'd probably join the police force. They seem pretty well off. Yeah, I'd I'd probably be saving. I'd probably I I got a pretty good savings account right now. I can I can pee for in my ripe old age of being in my late twenties, early thirties. I realized the importance of saving money and uh, not being a bum. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I would probably I'd probably join the big business. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would be like one of the Cladwell's guys. Cause I'm like, I'm not, I'm not that much of a capitalist. I'm not like a greedy capitalist, but I go, I understand the importance of being like, listen, man, you gotta like, just Clad- Cladwell is a monopolist. You got, you've, what I would do is create a second company that also <laughs> has toilets and charge a lower price than what Cladwell is. And my company will get all the business. Now that's smart business. Cause for that you go, Hey, supply and demand. All these people need to pee. Cladwell's charging too much money. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll charge less. Bada bing. All right, I'm getting my typewriter. We're writing the Year in Town sequel. Uh, no, I'd probably just join the police force. It seems like uh, they don't do much but sit around and break the fourth wall. And talk um, to little children. And talk to kids. Yeah, and talk to kids. And they probably, they probably make enough money that they can pee. So I think you're in good shape, right? Yeah, it's probably the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I just want to play Logstock again. If I'm being completely honest, <laughs> if I'm being completely you hear honest, that Broadway? That's when I that's when, I, that's when I peaked, and I'd like to go back to there. That's that was it. If I'm being you, did you ever honest. arrest anyone for for peeing? I mean, in real life. No, man, but I did just pee. I I was in uh I I was in New Orleans a couple weeks ago and we went on a swamp tour and a gator tour and i had to pee so bad the whole gator tour and i was like i'm gonna piss i'm one of those people that like has a really small bladder like this is the other thing this is why i would just i'm like i would be if i was living in the rebellion and being like oh no i can't afford it i would be dead because i I like always have to pee always have to pee (laughs) i always have to pee and it always like happens so suddenly and i'm like "Uh oh um because, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're like traveling or something and you're in a car and suddenly you're like, oh, no, I have to pee. I have to get to where I need to go because I have to pee. And someone's like, well, why didn't you pee before we left? And you go, because now is the moment that my pee needs to happen. It's like because the, you have to start having to pee at some point And now is that time. So um, so I have a really small bladder and I we were on our way back from the swamp tour. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to pee. I'm going to explode if we don't pull into this into this dock soon and then when we 
we did, there was like a line of 12 people to get into the one single bathroom. And I went, oh, no. So I just went near our car and I peed near our car. You were under arrest, sir. I'm under yep. arrest. Yep. I'm, we're, oh, hello, we're the cops. You're under arrest. Hello, this is the police. You are going to Urinetown. I like how it's just immediate firing squad in, like, this show. Like, mm -hmm. there's no, like, three strikes. It's like, nope, you're dead. Fuck you're you. You're dead if you do this thing. Yeah, I know. Well, it's not even a firing squad. They just throw them off a building, I guess? It's not really clear. It's what they do to Bobby, but I don't know if that's what they do to everyone. I assume that's what they do. Maybe they drop them into the sewer. That'd be fitting. Oh, how special. And then you got doppelgangers, and they they eventually come up and they do hands across America. Oh, no God, one that was so good. Okay, Tim Heidecker is my hero. <laughs> Not to go too far off topic, but did you guys like that movie? I loved it. Anything with Tim Heidecker in it, I like. And, I and Jordan Peele's funny loved too. So that movie so much. Okay, better than Get Out. Honestly, I actually did enjoy that. I enjoyed the movie better than Get Out. I don't know if I, I don't know if the it's social like, commentary I don't think is nearly as strong. But uh, I think get, yeah, Get Out. Better, I think is I think. A, I think Get Out is a very like focused movie. I think it's like very focused and like very pointed as to what it's trying to say, which is great. Um, and I like super commend the movie, also especially because they had half the budget. And you go, so I think in many ways get out is like a much more creative movie to tell because and to do it so to do it for so much cheaper and to do it uh kind of with no no previous like resume behind you to just to just go for it which i think which is why i do think overall i think get out is like a better film well not a better film um like a stronger piece but i just had a fucking am i allowed to cuss on here yes okay thank god it's encouraged I had a fucking ball watching us and I all, and I just like, yeah, I was like, man, this might be one of the best movies I've seen in the last five years in terms of like, cause you know, talk about something being unforgettable. I go, I have not stopped talking about that movie over the last two weeks since I've seen it. You know, it's like the only thing I didn't like about it is I, I honestly, I wish it was scarier. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it was I definitely didn't expect scarier it to than go get out. So comedic. Uh, it went very comedic. It's, I mean, you can't laugh. You, I can't not laugh when Tim Heidecker is on screen. Oh, it's just for not sure. Possible. For uh, sure. But I, <laughs> I wanted it to be scary. I like from the previews. I thought it was going to be like this real like horror movie, like really scary. Sure, but it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I thought well, it was terrifying. So. Like, what are yeah, you talking I, about? I you the, really only the opening scene scared me. That was the only part. Everything I, that was enough. I thought it was. <laughs> I definitely thought it was scarier than Get Out, but I also, I also like just deeply, I mean, I definitely thought a lot was soup was scary, but it wasn't, it, you know, it didn't like, it didn't like, like stir me to the bone the way like, um, it like upset me and it like rattled me in, in many ways, but it also, I just thought, I thought like if you're going to put comedy in a horror movie, this is the way to do it is to make oh, like yeah. it's this, hard to, to make, make a good it good horror comedy to make too, it so, so like fluidly moving from a joke into a moment that you're like oh this isn't a joke and it is not like ironic or or like missed like the tone isn't now messed up like the tone everything was so fluid whereas like did you see the new halloween yes i like that a lot that was really good actually i like that movie too but i also thought the comedy in that movie was like peppered oh. in as a means to like yeah, break up shit yeah. you know what i mean it was like oh and now we're gonna have these two cops be stupid cops and you're like okay sure that's fine it's funny um whereas i thought like what was funny and what was scary about this movie was was the same it was like it was character based and it was like relationship based and so like everything fed off the one off like the central conceit so which and also comedy and draw and like horror do the exact same thing as they just hold tension and then break it so it's like to do both fluidly i was like oh you nailed it you nailed it this is how all movies should be that was my that was my feeling when i left that movie as as a horror comedy it worked really well but i think the reason i don't find it scary is they explain too much um, totally Totally. If they didn't, if they didn't explain everything, 
it would have been way scarier if it was like it, this just doesn't make sense and there's no explanation and it, that would be scary. But they just like they explain the whole thing. They're like, oh, well, this is what happened. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> totally, totally. Well, that was our review of us. <laughs> yeah, you, get, you listeners, listeners, you are getting a a twofer here because we're talking about musicals and us. Tell them the time is always now. Tell them to fight for what they know is right. I've lost my sense of sight, and yet I see. Everyone, what is our overall thoughts on Urinetown? Joey, I'm going to let you start. I think it is a fantastic um, taste of different tones and flavors of musical theater on the whole. And I think it is an awesome opportunity to to play with genre and play with um, uh play with comedy mixing into melodrama, which I think is a great thing to do for shows, especially if you're, yeah, high school trying to find a show or a, or a college trying to find a show. And I just think, um, yeah, one of the reasons I do like it is because it, 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 I think I'm, I'm very attached to it because it also reminds me of, uh, of something that like Starkid would do. It's like a very start, like it's probably why I gravitated towards the people in Starkid and the things they did and the work we do is because I go, Oh, it's a lot like something that would happen in Urinetown, which is, or like the, like Urinetown, which is, I guess my, my taste, I guess that's my taste is mixed tone. I agree with you. Um, like where it can be like super funny and then completely sincere the next moment where you can have those emotional gut punches and get the laughs like yeah. one after the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Andrew, what about you? What are your overall thoughts on you're in town? Um, uh, I think it's very fun. Um, it definitely reminds me of uh, like other parody type movies. Like you mentioned airplane. Um, so as, as a musical, um, and I love that there's a lot of different genres in it, um, just because a lot of times you'll get musicals that have the same song like over and over almost totally and everything kind of borders together. And it's like, well, this all, it all sounds good, but it all sounds the same. Whereas cough, this one, cough, Phantom, kind of, yeah. <laughs> but Phantom, Phantom also has just has songs. classic themes, you know, it's like, it's themes That's that true. you go, Oh, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Uh, well, this one has a lot of different songs, so there's like something for everybody almost, and uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously, which I can appreciate. So I really liked it. What do you think, Jess? Um, I think it's good. I think it's really good. It's pro- I like the sincerity it has. It's not like insincere, which a lot of like I feel like something runs a little insincere with its comedy, where well, it's, like it's there's no wink, emo- wink, little overly it's no wink, emotional wink. stakes in that story. <laughs> yes. Whereas something like Bork of Mormon has that sincerity to it, as well as something like this. You have those core relationships, and the stakes feel honest and real, and I really appreciate that. Also the lyrics and songs are so perfect like they put effort into making sure each song had like the most well-constructed lyrics and you feel it oh yeah all right guys time to pull out our cheese ratings andrew what what is your cheese rating for urine town uh i'm gonna pick urinal cheese which is that like blue thing that they put in uh urinals (laughs) you you mean urinal cake (laughs) No, that's cheese now. <laughs> oh, it's cheese. I got it. That's no, I, I, I answer and you know it. I, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't pick a cheese, honestly. I it's a musical about pee. Well, how do you pick a cheese to fit it? <laughs> I got it. I got it. My cheese is Yara Valley White Savour Urine. S A V O U R I N E. So it has the word urine in it. Fuck you, Jess. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Um, it's made from goat's milk. 
I should have thought about this the, the last hour. Um, <laughs> He's the I've first person we've ever warned about the cheese rating. I've had an hour to think about this, and I still haven't I still haven't come up with a good one. Um, what do you say rating? Are, like, what do you mean cheese rating, or is it more of like a cheese that you would attribute to the show? It's that's that, it. Yes. That's that's literally it. Like a like a you know, I'm gonna go simple here. And that may not be, the, but like a like a smoked cheddar, because you get the che- you get because it's that mix of two different things, two different kinds of cheese, um, that you know you get the smokiness of something more like a gouda or something, um, something like a like a brie or something, and then you get and then you get the sharpness of a cheddar, which is kind of about, which is kind of what I think about this show where you get a little bit of everything. So maybe a smoked cheddar. I was actually about to change my answer to a cheddar. So I think that's fair enough. Cause it's sharp, a sharp cheddar, a smoke, a smoked sharp cheddar. Yeah. I think that 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 works really well for it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And it is, it's, it's cheddar too. Cause it's kind of for everybody. You know, I don't, I don't think this is exactly. There's a little bit of, there's a little bit of something for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah. we're gonna. I'm gonna go with cheddar. He's gonna go with cheddar. Uh, Jess, you're wrong uh, on your cheese rating. Uh, so, <laughs> which is fair. All right, so that's our show. That was a lot of fun, Joey. Well, uh, thank you guys for having me. Always, I want you to start showing your stuff out there. I mean, there's zero percent chance anyone's listening to the show that doesn't already know who you are. But just in case, start start telling everyone where to find. Well, you. I am I am Joey Richter. I am I am Joey Richter. I uh, you can find me uh, at Joey Richter on Twitter at Joni Ricker J O N Y R I C K E R on Instagram. Um, and I am, uh, I am a, I am one of the actors and performers, uh, in, in founding members of Team Starkid, an internet theater company. I'm also a writer, producer, actor, creator of the Tin Can Brothers, which is our LA based kind of spinoff of Starkid that we do mm, very similar things and shows and web series and, uh, musicals and plays and, shorts and comedy and all sorts of crap and sketches um my my one quick question is when do you guys think you will be you will be releasing this because i could potentially talk about something math if you're going to be releasing it soon so it will probably be released the 26th of april perfect well if this is being released the 26th of april then i can tell you guys that if you happen to live in Los Angeles, that upcoming, the We the Tin Can Brothers, who is formulated of me, Brian Rosenthal, who played Coral in Very Potter Musical, and Corey LeBwitch, who is like a designer and uh, um, one of the producers of many Star Kid things as well. Um, our sketch group, the Tin Can Brothers, is doing a show in Los Angeles called We Didn't Plan to Kill Our Guest uh, June 14th through 16th at the Zephyr Theater in in Los Angeles. You can find more info on that at www.tincanbros.com. And then also, Starkid. When this, when you were listening to this, Starkid will be closing, coming to the end of a Kickstarter campaign that they are releasing tomorrow. As of tomorrow, when I we recorded this, which is the the you know top of April, um, that is funding their uh, essentially a, a new production going up in the fall which is a kind of a spiritual sequel to guided like musicals as well as um the star kid 10 anniversary reunion show which is going to be in los angeles in the end of july that is going to get all the people all the original people from a very potter musical together to do a sort of concert reading thing of the original show and music and stuff huh so oh, that's great. I, I'm sitting here a little sad. It's not in Ann Arbor. <laughs> I know. Oh, trust me. I know. Well, well, we did the we did the reunion show in Ann Arbor five years ago, I guess. And this one, mm-hmm. just because of like timing and because of so many people in Star Kid being um, based in Los Angeles uh, at this right. point, it's it going to be. Yeah, it's got to be there. It's got to be there or here. Um, 
and I think, you know, they could get a huge theater and for, for press reasons, having it in Los Angeles mm-hmm. close to like where Darren is too, it helps a lot. So yeah. So today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese. All right. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, at musicals with cheese, our Twitter, cheesy musicals, Patreon, give us money, musicals with cheese, Instagram, at musicals with cheese, YouTube pages, musicals theater lives shoot us an email at musical theater lives at gmail.com our amazing title card is created by jolene casco and uh, that's all because i know we gotta get let joey go <laughs> well you guys are awesome thank you so much for having me and it was great chatting about life musical theater and you're in town with you guys it was great thank you thanks joey. for coming on yes awesome. it was great thank you guys that was musicals with cheese thank you very much Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.